can we use that one? We're using it now, gringo. Don't call me a foreigner. Last time I checked, the colors of the flag weren't red, white, and burrito. You want to start some stuff? Huh? I'm more of a finisher. Loca en la cabeza. That's right, I'm loco. I get the fuck out of my crazy way. And welcome to the Ancient Slumber Podcast. This is show number 31. My name is Chris Ward and I'm having a midlife crisis. So to help me through that is Myron Schmidt. How you doing, Myron? Good. It's been a while, Chris. It's been a bloody long time. Yes, it has. We last recorded in September. The hell, really? We recorded it last week of September and released it in October. Wow, it's been. A, I didn't realize it'd been that long. It oh, has. Shit. I think. I think we owe the listeners an apology because it's been a while. Yeah, all two of them. We're sorry, mom. <laughs> we apologize to our mothers and anyone else who may have, may have heard of us. It wasn't intentional. No, no, no. It was just it was vacations and this and that. And mom, please turn off now, please, please, mom. Yeah, or mom, switch your hearing aid off. You don't need to hear what's coming next. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it interferes with my Wi-Fi, so can you please turn it off? That's right. Said <laughs> <laughs> important things first. Important things first, yes. We do apologise to everybody. We've had week after week of distractions and everyday life and computers breaking and illnesses and moving house and all sorts of things going on. So it's just never happened. So we do apologise. Right, right. But we are here. We're back. We are not doing the second part of our Friday the 13th retrospective. We will next time. We're going to get back to that. We'll get back to that next time. We thought because it's been such a while since we've spoken to anybody, we'll have a bit of a catch up. Yes. Yes. Maybe we'll do a top five of 2017. We will do that because uh, (laughs) my promise of doing an end of year show, that fell by the wayside as well. Yes, it did. (laughs) I've got to stop promising things to people. (laughs) I intended to do it. I really did. You did, and then it was me that was like, uh... It's you fucked it up. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was me. It's all right. We'll I'm okay you. with that. Yes, we'll blame <laughs> you. So yeah, we'll have a, we're going to do a little bit of uh, catch-up on what's been happening. We're going to do a massive good, bad, and ugly, because we've watched loads. And we're going to do a little top five of last year, and probably have a little chat about what's coming up over the next 12 months. Yes. Sounds like a fun-filled extravaganza to me. That it does. That it does. So, with that in mind... There's a couple of trailers I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, really? Oh, really? All right. Hit me with the trailers. Well, a trailer's been released this week for Hellraiser Judgment. It has. And have you seen it? I have. Good. That makes talking about it easier then, doesn't it? It really does. I don't have to. We don't have to stop. I don't have to go find it and watch it. (laughs) So, what did you think? Oh, God, please, no. No? You're not up for it? No. No, I'm not up for it. Ooh, okay. It, it, it does look a little better 
than the last one they did. Yes. But, oh, for the love of God, just dump the franchise and let somebody pick it up who's got, I don't know what, but something. <laughs> well, this is the problem, you see. Um, I, I was having a little chat with uh, our good friend Chris Clayton on uh, on Twitter, and I said to him, I said, the trouble is Hellraiser isn't what you would call a mainstream franchise. In the same way that A Nightmare on Elm Street is, for instance. Oh, exactly. And I think if we keep hearing, oh, yes, we're going to remake Hellraiser and we want Clive Barker involved and we want the director from this film or that film who's going to make it really gory and gruesome, yes, that would be ideal, but it's not going to happen. Nope. You can't market Hellraiser in the way that you market Freddy Krueger and A Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees, that type of thing. Absolutely, I think it is absolutely holds more of a cult status. Yes. People who, who watch it and read it, it's it's a different type of movie than Friday the 13th. Yes, and you're not going to draw in the same audiences that those films draw in, the sort that go along no. to you know, the quick jump scare and the quick kill and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's a lot more cerebral than that, as we know Hellraiser is. So, yeah, yeah. it's a strange one, but... At the same time, it is a new Hellraiser film, and, you know, like the little lambs to the slaughter that we are, we're all bound to watch it, so... Right. Oh, based on that, because I know I'm going to watch it anyway, yes, I think it does look better than Revelations. It does have that really, really slick digital look to it, which I don't like, because it doesn't look as gritty as the original Hellraisers do. I think Paul T. Taylor looks pretty good as Pinhead. Yeah, you know. I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of cries for, oh, it's not Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley's in his mid-60s, and he's piled on a few pounds since he first played Pinhead. He's not going to do it anymore. Not like he did. You know, it's really tough to cast Pinhead. Yes. I mean, it's not like some of the other things you can just kind of recast. And... He's not Jason. You you can't put him in a mask and hope nobody notices. Exactly. I was going to say Michael Myers, but yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, same thing, yeah. I mean... You could see the difference between a Taylor Main and a Halloween One, whoever did the first. I don't remember who did the first. Uh, Nick uh, Castle, I think his name was. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, there's a difference between Taylor Main and Nick Castle. You hmm. could see that, but you know, there's a it, there's a difference between if you go to the X Men movies, Taylor Main and Liv Schreiber. Okay, yes. they played the same character. Massive difference, but it works. Yes. But you can't do that with Pinhead. It's no, there's an expectation to what the character is, yes. isn't there? And the expectation goes back to the very, very first Hellraiser. Yes. And the second Hellraiser. And that is always going to be there, and I don't know how you get around it. It's just so cult, I don't know how you get around it. Well, I think the way you get around it is you don't have Pinhead in it. You could do a movie like that. Of course you can, because the constant in Hellraiser is the box. It's yes. not Pinhead. Pinhead's just the icon for the for the movie poster, really. And I think when you make a Hellraiser film, it's not necessarily the actors or, you know, how much blood and guts is involved in it. I think there's a feel to it. There's an atmosphere. Yes. There's a grittiness, a griminess. That All right, that part of that was the low budget that they had in the first film, but it lent itself to the film. And after Hellraiser 3, all the films got terribly, terribly slick, very... um clean if you like yes revelations for all of its faults and there are a lot of faults it was an original hellraiser story and it was properly grimy and gritty yes and maybe that's you know maybe i i don't know but you know maybe i don't know and maybe it was that grimy and gritty 
darkness that automatically just made our minds compare it to uh, one, two, and three. Yes. Um, they made it grimy and gritty, but they made Pinhead grimy and gritty. That's why it didn't work. Whereas in the first one, it was grimy and gritty, but Pinhead was sort of the centerpiece. That's yes. why he stood out so much. And I think if you get the casting right, you can redo Pinhead if you want to keep with that character. I don't think anybody's totally irreplaceable. No, I don't think so either. But part of the issue, too, is the sexual undertones of the movie. Yes. That that only Clive or someone like Clive could bring. Who's not afraid to bring. Yes, but like I said earlier, if you bring that element back into it, you're distancing yourself from the bums on seats element, which is what they want to bring in. Right, right. So it, it's it's an interesting concept because you know if you follow through some of the 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 uh, especially the Scarlet Gospel. Yes. You know they talk more about the priest clan or whatever they called themselves, and no one's ever touched that. And I love that idea that mm. you brought up of touching that in a movie yes and i think if you were going to do that you would have to have clive barker on board as a writer or a producer and you would need a director who's you know got some bollocks about them basically i mean the big the big thing when the remake of hellraiser was announced a while ago they were saying the director from um martyrs whose name was connected to it that would be fantastic imagine clive barker writing it and that director i can't remember his name directing it would be Brilliant. Especially if he's back in the mindset of when he did Martyrs. Yeah. Oh, my God. But that film would never get made. And if it got made, no. it would never get released. Right. It'll never happen. And so I think we're going to have to make do with any Hellraiser that we get. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is a shit Hellraiser better than no Hellraiser? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Can, can we leave Revelations to be the final word and then uh, leave it there? I don't know. I, 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 I'd rather I, see them do something. I, uh, <laughs> you know, the interesting way the Scarlet Gospels ended is I'm okay with that. Claude doesn't have to do a follow-up. I'm, I'm okay with how Oh, yeah, oh yeah, I'm okay with that in a literary sense. Absolutely. I could deal in the ambiguity of what's going to happen next. That's part of the fun. That's why I'm such a massive King fan is some of his books ended just, the hell? You just stopped writing? But no, no, we didn't. He left it that way on purpose. Yes. And I'm okay with ambiguity, so I'm okay dismissing the final Hellraiser and leaving what I saw as, you know, what I like is here's the Hellraiser thing, and I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, so what's, what's, what, go ahead. I was going to say, let's not forget, this film, much like Revelations, is still a compromise film, just so... Uh, yes. Uh, whoever, is it Miramax who've got the rights to it? So Just so they can hang on to it. Is that who owns well, is that who owns Dimension? I, yeah, I think Dimension is their label. I'm yeah. not sure. With, yeah. with, what, with what's yeah, going yeah. on in the world, I don't know who's got it right now. But that's that was <laughs> <laughs> who had it before. So I don't know. I don't know. It's still a rights holder, but I think Gary Tuncliffe, the director, has got enough passion for the project to, to make it a good one, or as good as he can do with what he's got. Right. So uh, we'll wait and see. Absolutely. Let's just yeah. Okay. Right. Another trailer I saw. Did you see the trailer for the new Day of the Dead film? <sighs> yes. <laughs> Day yes. of the Dead bloodlines. Yes. Um, what do you think? You know, it's going to be slick. It's going to be new zombies. It's going to be CGI filled. It's going to be an impressive editing package. And it's probably just going to suck. Yeah, it's going to be fuck all like George Romero's film, isn't it? It's going to be all fluff. 
and sleekness and no heart. Yeah. I've seen a couple of reviews online. None of them good. I haven't read any detail on it. I've just seen sort of people giving star ratings and stuff. I don't know why they felt the need to do this. It's already been remade badly. Why do it again? This is number three. What? What? Why? It was redone badly ten years ago. So why bother again? What what are we achieving? What's the benefit? Who's it for? Other than a cash grab. Other than a cash grab. Is there there much of a cash grab with Day of the Dead? Is it a sellable title now? Sure it is. Sure it is. Mm. To idiots like us. Well, yeah. Well, of course, yeah, because we'll we'll probably fucking watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right. But I mean, it's it's a cash grab play to a large horror fan base coming off a phenomenal year of horror movies. Yes, yes, it has been a rather good year. But um, I don't know. I, d- I don't know whether z- the zombie thing's played out for a bit, whether we need to stop it for a while. Walking Dead's still going. For how much longer, I don't know. I don't watch it myself, but... Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, they're going ri- to ride that horse into the ground till the legs fall off. It is. I mean... Bear in mind, George Romero has passed in sort of in recent months, and is this going to be part of his legacy that we're just going to get shit remake after remake of his zombie films? I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. I just I don't see the benefit of of this. We've got looks like we've got fast zombies again, which I'm not opposed to. It worked for Dawn of the Dead, so there, yeah, there there there's nothing wrong with fast zombies. The, the remake of Dawn was a good movie. Uh, yeah, was it a was it an original? No, it wasn't. You can't hold a candle to the original. But in its own right, it was a decent movie. Zach did all right with it. But have we just had enough? Yeah. Is it like is it like vampire movies? Are we just done with them for a while? Put them to bed and and let some indie filmmakers uncover them at some point and start to make good ones again. Well, there's nothing new in the storytelling, and I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, I think so too, because when I think about movies like, uh, uh, let's think about Byzantium, especially. Yeah. Okay. That's a new twist. That's a new story on vampires. Let the right one in or let me in or whatever you want to call it. It's an interesting take on vampire stories. It's not the usual 1970s hammer vampires. It's a little bit different, but mm. yet it's not mainstream like the, you know, the shit pile vampire movies we were getting mainstream. It's an interesting indie take on it, and I hope that's where zombies go as well. Yeah, because we have we have had a few of them in the past few years. You get films like Pontypool and that, which could try to give a different twist on it. But sure, or look at the Battery. That was a decent movie. Yeah, yeah. It was a movie against a zombie backdrop, which you could still call it a zombie movie, mm. and it was pretty good. So why do you, why not just make a zombie film and call it, you know? Zombie bloodlines. Why call it Day of the Dead bloodlines? Well, you got to get the cash grab. I know, but is it is another remake of Day of the Dead that's bankable? That's what I'm thinking. I, I can't see it. I, I don't see it. I think it'll sell to a dedicated group of idiots like us. <laughs> yeah. And and I think I, I think that's you know. Yeah. I think what what they might try and do is is throw it up on Netflix and hope it does what Creep did years ago i suppose so that's a good point actually if you stick it on netflix it, it i mean it'll get to a wider audience because most people have netflix nowadays so right or even shudder something like that right but you know no no must no fuss drop it up there and see what happens 
Yeah. And that's what uh, Duplass did with uh, whoever did it with uh, Creep, the first one. Hmm. Okay. And then people started watching it. It took me two watches to go, holy fuck, I love this movie. First watch was, yeah, I'm okay with it. But And, I, and that's an example. I mean, there, there's other examples of Netflix movies that have kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen Creep 2, so I can't tell you. But, um, oh, I thought of something then. Ah, bollocks. Oh, yeah. We haven't had a UK release date yet. I think it's due in the US very shortly on DVD. What is this? The Day of the Dead. Bloodlines. <sighs> so, yeah, I don't know whether it's going to get a UK release date or whether it's in one of these ones we'll have to import. I think there's a Spanish version coming out. I'm sure I've seen online. And if they're not doing that, then they're just stupid. Hmm. Because why are they going to why are they going to whack out a significant part of a market with a rich history of horror? Why would they do that? I don't, I don't get it. Well, Hellraiser Judgment hasn't had a UK release date yet. I think it's down for February in the US. Um, if I remember correctly, all the sequels past number five didn't get UK release dates initially. It took about five years for them to get over here. Yeah. You know, somebody needs to get the rights sorted out because I think they're missing a significant thing. But that's just me. Okay. I mean, look at, look at the UK region for DVDs. Hmm. It's such a rich, magnificent history of horror movies. Yeah. And people are just pissing that market away. Why, why would they do that? I mean, I don't understand rights all the time, and I'm sure someone has pulled their hair out because they can't do it, but dudes, make it happen somehow. I can remember years ago um, when I got the uh, Hellraiser uh, 6, 7, and 8 on DVD, I imported them from Europe, and um, I read something somewhere... Somebody was interviewing somebody from Miramax, and they said, "Why, why haven't you released these uh, these films in the UK yet?" And the answer was, "We don't believe there's a market for them in the UK." Yeah, it's not a case Dude. of rights; they can do what they like. They just thought there's no thought there was no market for it, so it's a US and mainland Europe only. But the UK is such a rich history of horror movies, especially well. The first Hellraiser is a UK film, so first two are. Yes, who's from the UK? I don't know, Clive Barker. Only Clive Barker, Doug Bradley, Claire Higgins, all the other, all the rest of them. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? Yeah. You, you got. I mean, you know, you go back to some of the early things of horror, and it was Hammer. It wasn't Universal. Mm. Yeah, Universal monsters—they were all blah blah blah. But if I want to watch old horror, I go back and dig out English horror. I don't go back and dig out Universal horror. Mm. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just don't know marketing executives. What do they know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you get busted for importing uh, films over that aren't available in the UK. <laughs> yes, yes. Because there's no market for them. That's why we have to import them, you fucking idiots. Speaking of which, I bought uh, Fright Night 2 on Blu-ray. You did? The original Fright Night 2 from 1988. Because there's no UK release of it. And I got a Spanish version. And it was cheaper for me to buy it from Amazon Spain than it was to get it anywhere in the UK. Oh, Jesus. How does that work, then? I don't know. It was £2 cheaper to get it sent from Spain, including postage, than it was to buy it from a seller on Amazon UK. <laughs> oh, that's because the seller on Amazon UK priced it so low he had to make his money back in shipping and handling. <laughs> right? I, I blame Brexit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what's happening. We can't get our films. Oh, God. What a state of affairs. Yeah, cheaper to get it from direct from Spain than it was to buy it from the UK seller. 
Okay, now. And it got it quicker yep. as well. I got it in under a week. I got it in about Shit. four days. Not bad. That's pretty damn good, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, right. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention before we move on is um, the new Halloween film coming out this year. Yes. Yes. There's a bit of news because Jamie Lee's back. Yes. And Nick Castle's back. Yes. And who would thought a podcast like us would have Nick Castle mentioned twice in one show? I know, right? Fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like we sort of know what we're doing. Oh, wait. Myron, don't get carried away. Don't be daft. Don't get carried away. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so Halloween news. What do we think about this? Loving every minute of it. Are you? Mm. Oh, God, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. And I know that um, Schmidt, we're going to pause while I recall the directors of the original's name. And I can, uh, John Carpenter. John Carpenter. <laughs> well, my favorite director, I can't even think of his name. Anyway. That little indie filmmaker, John Carpenter, yes. Yeah, you bastard. Anyways, um, you know, I know he's just in at an executive producer level, but mm. it doesn't matter. I think I think it's going to be something. Well, it's like we were saying about Clive Barker and Hellraiser. Just to have that name associated with it is something. Right. And if he's got any kind of creative input, it's going to really be something. But what do we think about writing off all the other Halloween films apart from the first two? Chris, how the fuck many times have we done that? <laughs> we, to, four, we did it with four, H2O, didn't we? Or, or Sorry, four, H20. Four, five, and six wrote off the first two. Well, I'm happy to write them off anyway. No, 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 no. Four, five, and six wrote off Yeah. at least the second one, if not the first one. H2O wrote off four, five, and six and kind of number two, yeah. you know. And, and we've got what can only be described as the most bonkers thing ever with rap versus Michael Myers. <laughs> Is that I, rap, rap with a silent C? <laughs> bust a bust. Versus Michael Myers. <laughs> I, I, you know, you just... That one is just something alone. I'm happy to write those off, but wasn't Halloween H20, as I shall forever call it, wasn't that supposed to be the wiping the slate clean, but now now we're getting rid of that one as well? Um, it was, <laughs> but I think it was wiping the... I, I think the, the one after it. Which one came after it? That um, was the Buster Rhymes one. It was the Buster Rhymes one. That was the one that you have to really dismiss because that's where, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis didn't want to do any more of these. Mm. But I want, I want a sequel to number two. Okay. I want, I want an interesting sequel to number two. Okay. Okay. Write the rest of them off. I don't care. Four, five, and six. Number six, I know there are people who are in love with Cult of Thorn. <laughs> the fuck? What? Cult of what? That's no. the omen, that's the omen, isn't it? No. Cult of Thorn. Yes, but that's <laughs> what the cults. It's just no. Stop. Stop. That was just an embarrassment. <laughs> <sighs> to any new listeners out there, I refer you back to our Halloween episodes where Byron got upset about Halloween Six. <sighs> Fucking embarrassment. Jesus. <laughs> and yes, I still own a box set of Blu-ray for it. Yes. Yes. I still haven't <laughs> seen the producer's cut of that, you know. Oh. I want to see it. Somebody send me a copy. <laughs> I want it. Yeah, there's two hours of your life you're not going to get back. I know, but I still want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
can't. I, can't, oh. I haven't got a Region A Blu-ray player, so there's no point me buying the box set because I can't play it. So I need someone to sort of rip me a copy that I can play on my DVD player. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> oh yes, Halloween! Excited. You're excited. Favorite movie? Yes. Okay. Well, it vacillates between the thing and Halloween. Like hot damn yeah, bring it okay. on. All right. Well, I'm not as excited as you. <laughs> I've always said I, I don't care for Halloween sequels. If just the original existed, that would do for me. So I'm not that too fussed about it. I gotcha. And I'm sl- I'm slightly cynical about the Jamie Lee thing. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems to be they seem to think they can't make a Hall- proper Halloween film unless she's in it, which I don't know. I, I don't think that's it. I, I don't think that's it. I think it's... Um, I think when they got John Carpenter involved, he wanted to... Uh, to tell more of a story, and he got a director that can see that vision and help him achieve that vision. Okay. Well, I'll say, I'll, I will watch it. I will give it a fair crack of the whip, and I'm no doubt we'll give it a review or whatever when it comes out. So uh, You're going to give Jamie Lee Curtis a fair crack of the whip? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I think she's uh, she's a woman of a certain age. I think she's uh, getting better as she gets older, to be honest. Yeah? Yeah, yeah I quite like that sort of short, grey-haired look. I quite like that. Lord have mercy. All right. Moving on. Anyway, yeah, that was all. Those were the three films I wanted to mention anyway, just to uh, get your opinion on them. What do you say? Let's, you know what? You published top ten list that I purposely haven't looked at yet. Let's move into our top five list. Should we do a top five? Mine has changed since the one I put out on Twitter, mainly because I I saw something that that changed my mind. I love it. Okay. I'm going to start, and I want to list a couple of honorable mentions. Okay. um, in fact, I loved, probably would be on a top 10 or top 15, certainly a top 20. Okay. But when I sat down and pondered all of these, this is what I came up with. Now, some of these are by release date, and some of, uh, so you have to, you're going to notice it. Mm-hmm. Uh, honorable mentions for me are Gerald's Game. I haven't seen it. Hounds of Love. Oh, interesting. Okay. Found Footage 3D. Loved it. Is that Scott Weinberg's film? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen it. He did did a phenomenal job. I love his death scene. Love you, Scott. And Lake Bodum. And I know this is a 2016 released movie, but I saw it in 2017. It came out in Shutter 2017, and I freaking loved Lake Bodum. Oh my god, it was awesome. I don't know that one. I haven't seen that. It was on Shutter US. I don't know about Shutter UK. What's it called again? Lake Bodum. Oh, sorry, I thought you said something else then. I thought you said uh, wake, as in wake up. Oh, no. Ah, let me have a look then. I have heard of Lake Bodum. I don't know if it's on Shudder UK, though. Let me have a look. Okay, while I'm looking that up, um, Hounds of Love, you say? Yes. Interesting, because I have a review of that going live, uh, I think, tomorrow. Really? As we record, yes, as tomorrow. On the 22nd of January, if you check out Flickering Myth, you will see my written review of it. Interesting. Interesting. It didn't make my top five. Uh, didn't make my top ten. I'll tell you that. Okay. A, a fair play to that. I, I wanted to give it an honorable mention. It could po- It could have possibly made a top 20, then. So there you go. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I can't find any info about it on Shudder UK. It's got Shudder US, but not... Sh- oh, hang on. Shudder UK Film Review... Lake Bodum, yeah, apparently it is. Okay, there you go. I'll uh, I'll have a look at that. I, I just loved it. I thought it was a, just one of those movies. Oh, Lake Bodum, never heard of it. Click, watch. Holy shit. Okay, excellent. Okay. But yeah. And 
And before I leave my honorable mentions, I I have a number six that is above <laughs> an honorable mention, but below a number five, and that is Creep Two. Again, I haven't seen it. Loved Creep Two. Okay, okay. I think the way that uh, Duplass advanced the story and the ending is like, oh my god, really? I'm loving this ending. So I haven't seen the first one. Guess you had to recommend it to me. You said it looked like my kind of movie. It took me two watches to love it. Did I? Because I was getting yes. I was getting confused. There's another film called Creep, which came out a few years ago about a, an, an underground slasher. It's, yeah, it's a, the UK subway thing. No, oh, no, 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 no. This is the foul footage one. Oh, I may be getting unmuddled oh, up here. Oh, you're all, you're all turned around and torqued up. No, tell a lie. Creep, 2014, directed by Patrick Bryce. Yes, that's the one. Mark Duplass, yes. Yes, yes I, I have seen it. I'm getting yes. muddled up here. I watched you it. Are. I watched it in July 2015. I gave it four stars. Yes, you did. You recommended it to me. It took me two watches to appreciate and love it. Well, then I forget everything I've ever said. <laughs> oh, God, my, I, my brain's fried. I've seen so many fucking films. Oh, God, I love it. A foul footage movie, four stars to Chris. Yes. Okay, now. Yes. I'm going to have to rewatch that now and then give it two just to piss you off. <laughs> yes, yes, okay. Right, yeah. Okay. Well, I shall rewatch Creep, and then I shall watch Creep Two. Then, so, uh, so I'm up to speed on those. Cool. Right. Shall I give you my number five? Then you do your number five, and then four, three. We go down like that. Yeah. Yes. Let us do that. So, my number five is a film called Sixty Eight Kill. Have you seen it? I have not seen it at all. Well, I think you should. Basically, um, uh, a road movie. Very similar to Devil's Rejects in places. It's got the very wonderful Annalyn McCord, who I really like in it. Yeah, it came out last year. It was I was I reviewed it for Fright Fest. Uh, it was shown at Fright Fest in the summer, and uh, it's great fun. It's Rob Zombie light, I should say. It's not quite as brutal as Rob Zombie, but um, it's definitely uh, in that ballpark. And there's some good kills, some good bouncy jiggly boobies, and a few other bits and bobs in it, which you will enjoy. You could never ever go wrong <laughs> with those and bobs. Yeah, it's directed by Trent Harger, the guy who plays um, the clown in the Killjoy films. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that surprised me, actually, but, um, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. My memories of Killjoy 4 just coming back to me, no. But, those uh, uh, those uh, cinematic masterpieces, Chris, <laughs> cinematic masterpieces. I think right? it was based on them, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're a mixed bag, but um, Trent does do a very good job with the directing. Yeah, it's a, it's a very reminiscent of Rob Zombie, and uh, yeah, a whole lot of fun. I've watched it twice now, and I enjoyed it more on the second watch. 68 Kill, go watch it. All righty then. Uh, my number five is, uh, it's a Netflix thing. <laughs> Surprise. I know, right? It is called The House on Willow Street. On what street? Willow. Ah. I really, really like this movie. <laughs> I'm just going to look, see whether I've seen it. I don't know. I doubt you'll like it as much as me, but it just, it clicked with me. It's like, um, I don't want to compare it to a supernatural, a supernatural, your next, but in a little bit of way, it, it kind of, sort of, no, not really. <laughs> it's, so it's not that at all. No, not at all. It's just a good movie. The moral of the story is crime doesn't pay. Okay. I knew that anyway. <laughs> I've just seen your letterbox review. You gave it three stars. Yep. Well, there you go. 
Okay, yep, I haven't seen that. House on Willow Street. I shall keep an eye out for it. Okay. Right, my number four, I presume you've seen this. It's Logan. Yes. Yes. Like Logan. Yeah, love it. I'm not a massive um comic book fan. I mean, anything outside of Batman, I don't really know anything about. But um I've always liked the cinematic X-Men and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. And Logan, I thought, was pretty damn fucking good. And probably second to the Dark Knight in terms of modern superhero films for me. Yeah, it's... Uh... It was uh, it was really good. I, I was really extremely impressed with Logan. I I thought I'd be ambivalent about it. You really liked, really really liked it. Well done. Interesting story. Hmm. Love the interplay between Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Patrick Stewart was brilliant in it. Yeah, yeah, really was. I hope Hugh. <laughs> this sounds weird. I hope Hugh Jackman doesn't come back as Wolverine because I want I want Logan to be his swan song. I thought that's what it was for. But there's there's talk of him doing an Avengers film now. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Yeah, and I just think, no, 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 no. As much as I yeah. like him in the role, I think he's ended his run. I mean, it's nearly 20 years since the first X-Men film, so he's had a good crack at it. Yeah, yeah, and he's done. I, I, you know, whether or not you like Hugh Jackman, fine. But he's done really well as Wolverine. Yes. Consistently played it, and... He's got great intensity from the first movie to the last one he did. Yeah, regardless of the of the script of the film, he's always been the centerpiece of them all. Yes, and yes. he's and he's done very well. It's yes. not like he, I don't think he's ever phoned in um, a Wolverine performance. No, 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 no. He's always taken it very seriously, and uh, yeah, yep. yeah. And Logan was no exception, and uh, yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I've watched it in color and I've watched it in black and white. I'm going to say I prefer the color one, to be honest. Uh, I tried to watch it black and white, gave up, and went to the colour one. I can see why they did it, and there are certain scenes where I think it works, but I think as an overall experience, it, it doesn't really add that much to it. So no, 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 no. Just watch it in colour. But yeah, that was it. My number four, Logan. Yeah. What's yours? My number four is one you've seen probably. Okay. Released in the US in 2017, 2016 was released in the UK. It is called A Black Coat's Daughter. Known as February Across the Way. Yes, I haven't I loved seen that. It. Oh, I loved it. I love these kind of movies. I can't tell you anymore. Phenomenal movie. Yeah, it's on my list to watch. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, you got to watch it. I don't know if you'll be as enamored as I am with it, but holy shit. <laughs> Pretty sure we've looked that one up before and it didn't get an official UK release. I thought it did. Well, it came out as February in 2016. Yeah, I think the version that you can buy over here is a European import. Oh, jeez. I don't think it really? got official. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, for fuck's sake. I know. Jesus. Again, like we were saying, we always shit out. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got it. I Let got me just it. type it in and have a look. February DVD. Oh, no, we have got one. No, it did. Tell a lie. It did. Ah, oh, no, sorry. No, that is an import. Yeah. Dutch import. Yeah, we haven't had an official Jesus. UK release. Fuck's sake. There you go. And it's, you want it the Dutch import? It's £12.84. That's not bad. That's not bad. Or there is another version which is Polish. Oh, which is £9.99. It is on Amazon Video, four ninety nine. But I ain't got that, so that's pointless. So yeah. Oh well. I'll have to hit some of these American sites, see if I can get it cheap. Okay now. Okay. Yeah, anything else to say about it? No, no, I don't want to say too much. Okay. Because I don't want to sway you, but I really, really, really liked it. Okay. Right. My number three is, you wouldn't have seen this. This 
was shown at Fright Fest in the summer. And it's a documentary, and it's called Horror Movie, A Low-Budget Nightmare. Really? And it's fucking fantastic. It's about a film that was made a couple of years ago called Red Christmas, which is a low-budget slasher with uh, D. Wallace in it. And this is horror movie is the documentary about how the director got the film made. And it's absolutely brilliant. It's funny. It's heartwarming. It's just totally crazy when you see what's involved in trying to get a, a, even a low-budget slasher put together. Um, wow. Red Christmas itself isn't that great a film. It's got a lot of heart to it, but it's only really a sort of two and a half, three star film at best. But horror movie, low budget nightmare is fantastic. It was, I mean, I, just, I know people who saw it at Fright Fest and they said they cried. It was just so heartwarming. And so the guy whose name is Craig Anderson, who was the director, he wanted to put a film out. He said he was going to get a film made. He made Red Christmas and he had a bloody nightmare getting it done. And it's a brilliant documentary about how to put a film together. So uh, Sweet. I'm hoping it gets a home mo- home DVD release at some point because uh, it, it's just fantastic to watch. Even if you, I saw it without seeing Red Christmas first, and I still got the gist of everything. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Oh, that's always the sign of a well-made uh, horror movie. In fact, I, w- I went and bought Red Christmas afterwards on the strength of this. Hey, you gotta support the director. There you go. Well, that's it. You. It's brilliant. The fact that. <laughs> This low-budget Australian horror film where they managed to get enough money to secure Dee Wallace to appear in it. And she turns up in Australia with not a clue about what's going on. It's so funny. Oh, my God. And, yeah, and the director's dad gets involved. If you've seen Red Christmas, the guy who plays the sheriff who gets out of the truck and then gets killed instantly, that's the director's dad. And he wanted a part in the film. And if you watch Low Budget Nightmare, his input is fantastic. It's hilarious. It's really, really good. So, yeah, if, if... if anybody can get hold of it anywhere, then I would get, recommend it wholeheartedly. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. All right, then. So what are we up to, number three? Yeah. My number, my number three. Your number three. It's an amazing movie it's called shit, then. A, a Dark Song. Have you seen ah, it? I haven't. It is on my list. Oh. Um, our buddy Duncan McLeish has been going on about this one, hasn't he? He's yeah. Been- He's been banging on forever about it, but I saw it uh, way back when, and uh, oh my god, it's just it—it—it's it, it, oh, a character. Uh, it's just you gotta go watch it. Just go I watch very it. nearly bought it the other day because I was just doing late night bit of surfing just to spend some money, <laughs> and I saw it and I went, "Oh, shall I?" And I sort of put it in my basket on Amazon, and then I thought, "No, I better watch the pennies. I better not." Yeah. It's a good thing you don't drink anymore. That you know, you'd have a whole closet full of movies. <laughs> I have already. I don't need to fucking drink. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, worse. You know, yeah, that, yeah. you know. Yeah, it is on my on my watch list, and it is one that I will pick up over you the should. coming months. You, you yes, should. it's it's an amazingly constructed movie. It's got characters. It's got subject matter. It's just just bonkers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I watched the trailer for it the other day, and I uh, thought, oh, that looks pretty damn special. So I don't know Duncan's mentioned it a few times. So yeah, it's on my list. Yeah. Yep. yep. Fantastic. It's an amazingly done flick. Yeah. Cool. What about you for number three? Well, I've done my number three. I'm on number two now. Oh fuck. What's your number two? Uh it's another one I saw at Fright Fest. It hasn't got a release yet, but I'm hoping that it will. It's called Housewife. Okay. This was my number one film for a long time. Um it's by the same director as Baskin. 
Oh, really? Yes. What is his name? Cab, whatever his name is? Yes. Yes. He, yes. He's, um, uh, uh, is he Iranian? Is, I can't remember where he's from. Turkish. Turkish. He's from Turkey. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yes, it's an English language film, though. Okay. Cab Everhole. That's or it. Or Everhole or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Housewife is one of these films, very similar to Baskin. The aesthetic's quite similar. I came away from it from Fright Fest and I remember turning to the guy behind me and we both sort of looked at each other and we bo- and I said, what was that all about then? And he said, I don't know, but I know I liked it. And I said, yeah, me too. And then we just sort of walked off, not saying a word to each other. <laughs> I want to see it now. I, ah. Yeah, it is. It's one of them films. If you imagine the best bits of things like Hellraiser and Martyrs and all those films that are... On a higher level Kill. than your basic slasher. You're killing me. It, honestly, I it's just like I don't know what I've just seen, but I know I liked it. And oh. I want to see it again. Yes. Yeah, it was fantastic. I can still picture it very vividly now in my mind. Now it, it's the usual: lots of blood, lots of sex, lots of weird shit going on. And say, I can't tell you what what it's about, but that's part of the joy of it, really. Don't tell me what it's about, or if you can't, they can't. But oh my god, I hope it gets released. I hope so. I haven't seen anything about a, a DVD release yet anywhere in the world, so I imagine it's doing the festival circuit for a while. <laughs> Hopefully this year we'll see something. Baskin's coming out on Blu-ray here in uh, March. Is it really? That's a 2016 film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get it here. It's about twenty bucks. I, yeah. I, I, I got, I gotta get it. You know. Well, I got, I got the review disc for it when it was released digitally. They sent me a DVD of it. But Sweet. It, but it only got a, a digital release. So, uh, but the Blu-ray comes out in March. So I've, I've put down for one of those. So I want to see it again on a nice Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. yeah Housewife is, it's, <laughs> I want to say it's more of the same, but it's not, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know if, exactly what you mean. If you enjoyed Baskin, you'll love this and, yeah, I need oh. to see it again just so I can try and figure out what it was about. <laughs> but it was great. Great fun. Yeah, basket. God, what a movie. Yeah, it, it's Clive Barker meets Cronenberg, basically. It's, it's, that's the most basic description I could give you. Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. All right. Okay. Cool. What's your number two? My number two is one that uh, you'll probably give me loads of shit for. Another one? It uh, Yes. It's uh, found footage. Nah. I've got a DVD release last year. Hell House LLC. And okay, I saw you mention that. Yeah, freaking amazing movie. Just amazing. Okay. The the marketing campaign behind it. It's a found footage haunted house movie. How they handle stuff. Just for ah uh, yes, it was just <laughs> it was. That's how you do a found footage movie. I don't think that's had a release over here either. I don't think it has. No. I think you could watch it on a streaming service for a while. It's on Amazon. Okay. It's on their streaming service. Yes. So, but it's, I just loved it. I, I know a lot of people call it derivative. They call it uh, telegraphed. I can see what's coming. It's been done before. Nah, I don't care. I liked it. It clicked with me. The Some of the scares and some of the way they handled it was just, you're like, you go go in with no expectations, don't read anything about it, and just enjoy it. Okay. Except for you, you probably won't like it. No, it looks shit. Uh, what what does the LLC stand for? What does that mean? Limited Liability, or Limited, yeah, Limited Liability Corporation. It's, oh, okay. a, it's a method of incorporating in the U.S., that's all. 
Okay. Yeah. That's probably why they haven't put it on DVD over here, because they're worried that people won't know what it means. Because <laughs> the name of the business the character characters work for and one of the characters owns is Hell House LLC. Ah. Over here it would just be called Hell House LTD. Just means right. limited. Just means limited. Yes. 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 Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Yep. Okay. My number one then. Um, I'm pretty pleased so far that we haven't had any crossover. We both like different films. Yes, and I know full well this is not in your list anywhere. My number one. <laughs> uh, Rob Zombie remakes what? <laughs> it's the Rob Zombie remake of Phantasm. No, it isn't. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up now. That's going to happen. I just I fucking hope so. <laughs> fucking hell. I'll crowdfund that bastard, I tell God, you. we got Sherry Moon, we got the tall guy, we got Sid all playing in Phantasm. We got, um, oh, Bill oh. Mosley is the tall man. Could you imagine that? God. Yes, actually, I, I could. Sid Hager's Reggie. Oh, oh, it's coming together. <laughs> no, no. My number one is last minute edition. I saw this between Christmas and New Year and I fucking loved it. And I just watched it again the other night and I still fucking love it. It is Brawling Cell Block 99. I've seen it. I know you've seen it. <laughs> and I, I liked it. Yes, but you didn't love it. I did, had some severe, I had some problems with some of the hooks that they were trying to use to get the story and the plot moved along. That's all. Yes. Yeah, you didn't like the abortion bit. I'm the abortionist. What the, what the fuck is that? Really? Really? This is the hook you're going to use? An abortionist? Yes. Uh, an abortionist. What? Okay. Just fucking stupid as that. Right. That's the dumbest <laughs> thing. I would say, okay, when I, I gave my dad a copy of Machete a couple of years ago. Yes. And I said, watch this. You'll love it. And I said, I said, before you put it on, I said, bear in mind, everything you see that makes you go, huh? Is deliberate. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know it's deliberate. Because who gets a, who gets an Udo Kair lookalike? Udo Kier. With a, an abortionist then. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only. That wasn't a lookalike. That was Udo Kier. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> uh, okay, see? But. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! What? Uh. Yeah, he was a good lookalike, wasn't he? That was him. <laughs> Will you edit that part out? No. Okay. <laughs> I was to ask. Fuck. <laughs> oh, but, okay. You know what? I could have got the wife kidnapping. I could have got the torture. I could have got anything else. But you're gonna pick an abortionist? No movie's ever, ever mentioned an abortionist. It's just, it's weird. It's like, what? Yeah, it, it's just one of them plot devices they put in there just to make, to uh, up the ante, really. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a Serbian film shock. Yeah, kind of thing. something you haven't they, seen before, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, S. Craig Zala, the director, is fast becoming one of my favourite directors. He did Bone Tomahawk last year, which, if you remember, was... Uh, one of my favourite films. And, yes. yeah, this is up there as far as I'm concerned. His next film has got Mel Gibson in it, and it's called, oh, so it's called something like Riding the Concrete or Ripping the Concrete or something like that. It's supposed to be like a gangster film. So yeah. how, fu how fucking brutal is that going to be? It's going to be stupid as Mel Gibson in it. Good. That's what I want. 
I've no, oh, problem, I've no problem watching Mel Gibson in a film. I really don't, haven't. You know, I'm not the hugest Vince Vaughn fan. No, I'm not. Uh, Dragged Across Concrete, sorry, yeah. But this movie that he did, he did an amazing performance, character, fucking spot on. Hmm. <laughs> would yeah, you believe, uh, would you be, sorry, would you believe this? I've just looked up, um, S. Craig Zahler's IMDb profile. Did you know he's a writer on the latest Puppet Master film? Oh, come on. Puppet really? Master, the littlest Reich. Fuck, <laughs> fuck's sake. Oh, you know better. what? He, he's he's got to get a paycheck, okay? He's got to pay the light bill until some of this shit takes off. Okay. Yeah, oh, drag, dragged across concrete. The plot synopsis. Once two overzealous cops get suspended from the force, they must delve into the criminal underworld to get their just due. Starring Mel Gibson, Michael Jai White, Don Johnson, Vince Vaughn, Udo Kier. I'm there. That's my best film of next year done already. Okay. All right. All right. Hang on. <laughs> All you made my day. Bill Gibson next to Urkel. Love every minute of it. But I'll never watch the movie. <laughs> you'll never watch it. I won't say yes, never. You will. But I don't. Yeah, you'll make me. That's yes, the I will. I'll get it written All in the I'm Constitution. Is... All I'm going to see is Mel Gibson next to Urkel. Sorry, Michael Julia White. I apologize, but in this sense, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> anyway, back to Broad and Cell Block 99. It's a prison film. It's brutal. Vince Vaughn is great in it. And yeah, I'll probably watch it at least another three times this year. You know what I really enjoyed about it was what? the pacing. Yes. Is that they, he got the threat within hours. He had already been moved. Then yep. he got moved and then he went through that series, but it happened quickly. It wasn't like, Five years later, all this stuff happens. Oh no! 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 no, no. <laughs> they they took they took the pacing and injected it with speed, and I think it was I think that was really really added to the film. Yes, yeah, and I thought Don Johnson was great in it as well. I'm not a big Don Johnson fan, but I right. thought he was he was fantastic as the prison warden in this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because when I was watching the prison warden, I wasn't thinking Don Johnson. No, like I'm gonna. Thinking Urkel next to Mel Gibson, I was thinking Prison Warden. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Crawling Cell Block 99. If you haven't seen it, it's violent, it's darkly amusing in places, and it's just fucking brilliant. It's a great movie. What's your number one? Get Out. Ah, okay. Was in my top ten, but got pushed out by Brawling Cell Block 99. Jordan Peele did an amazing job. It's loaded with social commentary. I get it. But. It's still a fucking amazing film. Okay. And, oh, Bradley, Bradley Whitford kills it again in another horror movie. Thank you, Bradley Whitford. Amazing actor in his own right. He's done, he did uh, West Wing. He did a Truman movie on HBO that I was a big fan of. And he was in a film I absolutely loved, a little film called Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yes. Yes. He got eaten by a merman. He wanted to see a merman. He got to see one up close. Happens to us all. It does. Okay, so that's your favorite film. I just, I absolutely just enjoyed it, top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't love it. I think some of the praise for it has been a little bit um over the top, to be honest. But I did think it was very good. I've watched it twice. Say so it was, it was around my number ten area. Got pushed out once I'd seen Brawling Cell Block ninety nine. But um, yeah, I think say so I just think. Some of it's been uh, it's been overpraised a little bit, but uh, yeah, I think time will be kind to it as well. I think it's one that in five 
years time, eight years time, ten years time, it'll still be just as relevant. So yes, it'll be one of them. And I really hope. I really hope Jordan Peele makes another horror movie. I mean, yes. he, you know, he's very talented. I hope he does chooses a horror movie again. Yeah. And to be honest, I'd like to see Bradley come back in another horror movie. He does an amazing job. Yeah, I'll be up for some of that. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. There you go, then, folks. That was our little top five of last year. No crossover at all. Right. Right. That's unusual. We normally have a couple. We do. And I know we're going to uh, not have any crossover on the turkey. Oh, yes, we've got to do our turkey. Oh, good job you mentioned that. I've forgotten that. And I'm going to go out on the limb here. And um, I went and saw this in the theater. Mm -hmm. And I had such high expectations. Ah. I went into the movie on a cloud of euphoria. I'm thinking, this might be it. This this might be it. I think I know where you're going. I left on a bed of nails. I, I was carried out of the theater by... By St. John's Ambulance? Oh, I wish I was. It was. <laughs> it was such a disappointment. Uh, are we talking about a certain um, space-based thing? No, we're oh, not. Oh, no. No, we're talking about a certain night-based thing with James McAvoy in it. Oh, I thought you were talking about Star Wars. No, 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 no. Split. Now, I have this on DVD, and I haven't watched it yet. Okay. First off, do you like the movie Unbreakable? Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, um, but I didn't love it. I thought it was all right. Then you're going to find Split to be okay. All right. I'm not a fan of Unbreakable. I never was a fan of Unbreakable. Hmm. I never, I just, sorry, Mr. M. Knight, but it just didn't click with me. Okay. And Split is not a sequel. But it's a Lincoln. Okay. And I could just, I could just came with us. And by the time we got to the end, I was just so, really? I mean, I just wanted somebody to just, just the sweet release of death. <laughs> that as an allegory for the end of the movie. I've seen the trailer for it. I thought it looked okay. It's a deceptive trailer. Oh, okay. You see almost all the best parts of the movie in the trailer. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, it's like, it's an alien covenant, is it? You see all the good bits in the trailer. Okay. I've got it on DVD. I will watch it. Yeah. Let me know what you think. You may really like it. Okay. I quite like James McAvoy, so... Uh, performance he gave? Amazing. Mm. Great actor. Absolutely phenomenal. Mm. But film no good. Not with me. Okay. So, what's your turkey? Well, for a long time, my turkey was Alien Covenant, because I had such high hopes for it, and I left the cinema quite fucking angry. But this was usurped, and... At the beginning of December, I have another one. I reviewed a film for FrightFest. You can read my full written review on their website, frightfest.co.uk. If I um, set this up by saying, I came off of this having just reviewed Annabelle Creation. Okay. For Flickering Myth. I liked Annabelle Creation, surprisingly. I thought it was really good. I thought it was quite creepy. It did what it... It wasn't groundbreaking, but it did what it did very well. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then uh, Ian over at Fright Fest sent me this little link to an, a screener and said, would you like to review this one for the website? And it is another killer doll film, and it's called Anna. Chris, can I ask why? Why I reviewed it, because I was asked to. Okay. Because <laughs> I was asked to, and I, and I do as I'm told. Okay. Yeah, this film, it's a knockoff of Annabelle, obviously, even down to the font on the DVD cover art. It's a haunted doll movie. 
It's shit. It's absolute shit. And now, I've said this before, I don't like calling things absolute piles of poo because I've never made a film before, and I probably never will. So, all praise to them for getting a film made and released. I would have given them twice their budget for them not to have made this film. Oh, God, that's hilarious. Ah, uh, this was the most derivative, absolute shite. I think they recorded it on their phone. Um, director's name is Michael Crum. And, yeah, it's just, whenever he wanted something to happen, there was no special effects in it. He just sort of shook the camera a little bit to let you know something's happening. Oh, Jesus, the Rob Zombie thing. Oh, for fuck's it sake. It went on for way too long for a film that it, of this type. It was about an hour and 40 minutes, I think, something like that. And it literally was two people wandering around a basement while a doll just sits in the corner and the camera occasionally shakes. Oh, it's fucking awful. If you're in the UK, it's in Asda for about £3 on DVD. I'll t- take that £3, go and give it to charity, get something worthwhile out of it, make yourself feel better. This film is absolute shit. I'm sorry, Mr Crumb, I appreciate you're trying to make a career in film. Get a fucking budget and a script right next time. It's absolute Absolute fucking bollocks. Absolute shit. The only good thing about it was the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, man. Haunted doll movie. Okay. All yeah. right, then. Yeah, go to frightfest.co.uk. You can, you can uh, find my written full written review there. I gave it one star on Frightfest because they don't do half stars. It would have got a half just for the soundtrack. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah, sloppy filmmaking. Bad, scary, cheap, nasty, horrible. Didn't like it whatsoever. So there you go. That was mine. Awesome. 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 Before we go into good, bad and ugly, I've got a bit of feedback. Do. I do. This is from when I put it out there that we were going to do an end of year show. Oh, Jesus. Which we never did. But somebody responded. (laughs) And if they've written it, then I should have the good grace to read it out. So it's from our good friend Blue. Oh, great. So good. Yes. Lovely Blue. She became a grandmother in our time away. Yes, she did. It's amazing. Little baby Orion. Oh, bless. So, uh, yeah, that's our first ancient slumber birth, isn't it? How exciting. Exactly. We get a wedding (laughs) next. (laughs) Not that we'd be invited. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okie dokie. Right, let me read this out then. Hi, guys. Blue here with a bit of feedback on my top ten films of 2017. Only it's not, as I've only seen five horror film releases. Well, four and one that tries to pass itself as as a horror film, but I'll get to that. (laughs) Firstly, though, congratulations on two years of doing the podcast. Thanks very much. You guys never fail to make me smile during our threesomes. Keep it up. No, really, keep it up. I'm not done yet. Oh, you saucy man. (laughs) Right? Oh, she gets ruder. (laughs) 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 Oh, best not check out the DMs on Twitter then. Oh, dear. Anyway, right. So, on to my... <laughs> <laughs> All right, carry on. Don't, don't choke. <laughs> so, on to my film choices, and I'll try not to include any spoilers. My favourite release of the year is... Oh, shit, is Split. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't read this before you said yours. I didn't, so there you go. James McAvoy was fantastic in the lead role. I liked the way it was shot. The story was good, even though I felt it was a little predictable. And I would have liked to have seen more of his personalities. But otherwise, a good film with four split personalities out of five, because the other is sitting in the naughty corner, which is what my personality is doing. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you hated it. Blue loved it. So there you go. Yeah, that's right. 
Film number two was recommended by Mr. Ward, which is me, after I had completely fallen out with the franchise after watching The Thing That Is Seed of Chucky. Yeah. I bought the DVD, put it on, and howled with laughter. Cult of Chucky has made me fall in love with the little rubber bastard all over again. So thanks, Chris. That's all right. I give it four rubber sex dolls out of five because I inflated the last one with helium and let it go over Morecambe Bay. (laughs) (laughs) For our US listeners, Morecambe Bay's like a cemetery by the sea. I couldn't find a Chucky doll so near to Christmas, she said. Film number three is The Girl with All the Gifts. It was acted well, including the kids, which was a refreshing change. The story was great, and I enjoyed the little twist at the end. So four ravenous zombies out of five. I haven't seen that. Have you seen that? I'm not. No, okay. I just, can't, I just can't stomach another zombie movie right now. Uh, I think this is one of those ones we mentioned where it's not just a straightforward, you know, oh. Walking Dead type thing. I think there's a story to this one. Uh, I have oh. heard some good things. Oh, you're okay. like this then. Film number four is Gerald's Game. I'm quite surprised. Oh. Quite surprised that a film with handcuffed shenanigans didn't rate higher with me, but <laughs> I became more disappointed with the lack of shenanigans, really. And why did the person at the end look like something from Prometheus? I haven't seen it, I don't know. Luckily, it held my attention considering it was overly fast-paced and I did enjoy it and it gave I gave it four polished sets of handcuffs out of five because the last pair are still attached to the guy in my sex dungeon. Better see if he's all right. Yes, I hope he's not still there. Yeah, me too. Go take him some, please. <laughs> and now for the horror release that wasn't really a horror but masquerades as a horror as Alien Covenant. I remember watching it and thinking, not a bad sci-fi film, but when do we get the Alien film? I feel, as though this fran- <laughs> I feel as though this franchise has run its course and should be left well alone before it's completely spoilt, yes. And I give it three where the fuck are the aliens out of five. Yeah, I gave it two. A fucking awful film. Ugh. I have do have a couple of honourable mentions that I saw for the first time this year, although they are old releases. <laughs> I think I may be to blame for a few of these. Firstly, a Serbian film. Oh God! <laughs> I was so against—I was so against watching this film that I found myself judging something I'd never seen. And I'm not a hypocrite, so I bought it in its uncut version and settled down with a bucket just in case I felt like throwing it at the TV. I was completely surprised at the fact that I liked it. Don't get me wrong; the subject matter is horrendous, but I can't deny it's a very well-made film. My second honourable mention is Dunkirk. Not a horror film in that sense, but a fantastic film. If you haven't already seen it, go and watch it. Have you seen Dunkirk? Your influence, Chris. Sorry? Your influence, Chris. My influence? I don't know what you mean. Have you seen Dunkirk? No, I haven't, but I've heard great things. Um, I'm a bit dubious about going to see that. I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, My granddad was actually at Dunkirk. He was there. So Ah. I I don't know if I want to sit and watch it, to be honest. Uh, okay. But uh, I may do, I may do. Right then, okay, so now for the ugliest film of 20- she's seen in 2017, because it's not a 2017 film, and again, uh, this is my influence again, it has oh, to be Salo, 120 Days of Sodom. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> God almighty! The actual film itself is a good film, it's a subject matter that turns my stomach queasy. I'll say no more, except that oh. I'm right off chocolate Yule Log. Yeah, don't blame you. My worst film of 2017 is Mr. Jones, a found footage film that is so crap I offered it for free for anyone who wanted it and nobody took it. I even think the bin would chuck it back out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is I, a shit I, film. I, I, you know what? I agree. Yeah, that is shit. I absolutely, it's shit. Yeah. I'm afraid that's all I've got time for. I've rambled on long enough except to say that if you form an orderly queue, Christmas kisses and a cheeky bum squeeze are available under the mistletoe. Best wishes, Blue. Thanks, Blue. 
Thank you, Blue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. I'm surprised she came up with Split as a favourite, because uh, <laughs> you hated it so much. So there you go. One of you's got to be right. <laughs> Have I got to be the decider on this one? Have I got to watch no, it? Oh, God, don't. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> cool, yeah. Yeah, I, I do apologise for anyone who knows Blue, and if she suddenly started going on about films like Serbian Film and Salo and things like that, that's my fault. <laughs> it's got bum sex in it, I thought she'd like it. <laughs> Jesus, Lord. oh my God, Chris. Oh. <laughs> so we're going to end up... Gonna end up making her watch all the Rob Zombie movies she's not hasn't seen yet. Oh, just stop! <laughs> oh, and I told Blue to uh, watch Sixty Eight Kill, and she did, and she enjoyed it. So there you go. Oh, oh, oh there you go. All right. All right <laughs> There's all no right. bum sex in that. <laughs> well, there would be if I made it. Right then. Okay. <clears throat> so as a little palate cleanser after that. <laughs> Can't believe us. Right. Shall we? Do a little bit of good, bad, and ugly. Um, yes. Let's do it. <laughs> Go on, then. Give us some good films you've watched. First one. Absolutely. Sprawl and Sobok 99. Oh, well done. Well, we've spoken about that briefly. Yep, yep. I, uh, and you know that I just didn't care for the Udo Kair look-alike abortion stuff. It's Udo Kier. Why can't you say his name? <laughs> <laughs> because I said it like that because I did it on purpose. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Well, it, with that in mind, my one of the goods I was going to mention because it didn't make my list was Get Out. Oh, very good. So there good. you go. Yeah, I did like it. So I think it's getting a, the praise is a little bit too much for what it really is. But uh, yeah, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Yes. Yes. Another good that I watched was, unless you want to alternate. Unless I want to what? Alternate? Do you want to do all goods? Do you want to do a good, a bad, and ugly, and then go back? And... No, 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 we'll all do goods, and then we'll move on to bads, then we'll do uglies. All right, another good one I watched that was in my top ten, we didn't do a top ten, is It. Okay. Phenomenal movie. Loved it. Yeah, I watched that again for the second time the other night on Blu-ray, and I enjoyed it. Excellent. I did like... um. Oh, did you listen to Andy Blockley and Dunk McLeish talking about it? No, I did not. And Andy Blockley, just, he hated it, and he just said all it was was uh, the clown just running at the camera, shaking side to side over and over <laughs> and over, <laughs> which it sort of is. But um, <laughs> Oh, blockers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. I don't think it's the second coming of horror films like everybody thinks it is. I think it's a good blockbuster horror film that mainstream audiences will, will enjoy, and I think the second part will probably help bolster it, hopefully, if they don't fuck it up like they did with the old one. It, well, yeah, that's always the tough part is uh, the first part of the book is really good, and then it kind of, you know, a lot of people don't like the second part, so. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think once we get the second part and we can look at it as one big film, I think uh, maybe it may go up in my estimation. I don't know, it depends what they do, but yeah. But as it is, I think it's a good blockbuster horror film. Yeah. Yeah, For absolutely. people who don't go and see horror films, basically. Right, right, right. Okay, another good one for me is a film from 2011. I picked this up in a charity shop, and it's called Tyrannosaur. You probably won't know this one. It's a British film. It's directed by um, Paddy Considine, who is in Hot Fuzz and a few other things. Okay. It's a drama. It's, um, yeah, it's about a 
alcoholic man who strikes up a friendship with an, an abused woman. And it's just about how they sort of overcome their problems and that. It's brutal in places. Um, but it's a film I just wanted to get to. I've, I've known about it for years and I saw it in a charity shop for like a pound. So I picked it up and it just blew me away by how good it was. So, uh, yeah, if you ever see uh, that around, Tyrannosaur, it's really, really good. Okay. What the heck? Mm. Uh, another one that may, may end up on my 2018 top 20. Okay. Top 20 is a little uh, Netflix movie comedy horror called The Babysitter. Oh, I've seen that. Oddly funny. Oddly well done. Yes. Yeah. It's it's hilarious. But as the little kid said, but why is he shirtless? It, it just it's it hits <laughs> all the high points of teen horror movies of the eighties and yes. but with an interesting twist on the story, interesting little flair in the end. Really I really I didn't think I'd like it that much, but I found myself laughing and having a good time watching it. Yeah, yeah, it was quite fun. I didn't yeah, I probably you probably liked it a bit more than me, but yeah, I thought it was just a fun thing to put on. I had it on in the background while I was doing something else, and I kept looking up and sniggering at it. So uh, yeah, 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 it's one of them. Yeah, it's one of them. Yeah, cool. Another good one I watched is War for the Planet of the Apes. I've not seen that one. Have you not seen that one? No. I do like a Planet of the Apes film. Um, yeah, I think I preferred uh, the second one best, which was okay. Dawn, I think. Yes. Yeah. I think story-wise, I prefer that one. But War for the Planet of the Apes is it's a spectacular film to look at. The CG is absolutely amazing. It, you really do believe you're watching real monkeys and or apes as they are. But um, yeah, just fantastic. A bit a bit of bit on the nose with the sort of apocalypse now storyline that they've ripped off. But as a as a nice conclusion to the trilogy, I think it's fantastic. Yes, cool. I'll keep that in mind. Hmm. Uh, my last one, of course, is a uh, found footage movie. No, it is called the Blackwell Ghost. Uh, okay, it popped up on Amazon, and the reason why I watched it is I believe Duncan and Baz reviewed it, so I watched it before, and then I I really enjoyed it. Wow, okay. good little movie. Okay, ain't gonna make any ain't gonna make any top twenty lists anywhere, but it was an enjoyable movie. Okay, fair enough. Any more good from you? Um, there was. Well, that, that's kind of a, that's kind of a loaded statement. <laughs> there was, and it was on my screen just now, and then it's disappeared. So I'm just scrolling. Oh, I rewatched the autopsy of Jane Doe. Loved that movie. Yeah, I was. I went down my dad's actually, and I just signed my parents up to Netflix because they was like <laughs> refusing to move on into the digital age. And I said, No, 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 you'll love it. You'll love it. It's great. So I signed them up to Netflix, and we were scrolling through and. My dad just said, oh, I just want to watch a film. I'm not bothered what it is. And he put on Autopsy of Jane Doe. And, uh, yeah, we sat and watched it again. And uh, I think it's great. I think it's a fantastic film. It is. It's an amazing movie. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Who did? Who? Oh, the guy who did Troll Hunter, I think, did the Autopsy of Jane Doe, correct? Um, I believe so. Hang on. I'll just call it up on here. Yeah. Oh, I'm not even going to try. Andre Overdoll. Yeah, that's the guy. I think he did Yeah, Troll he did Troll Hunter. The Tunnel, and a film called Mortal. I haven't seen that. But no, yeah, I really like The Autopsy of Jane Doe. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those films I just enjoy. It's not too CGI heavy. There's a little bit in there, but it's not too bad. It's a nice atmosphere. Brian Cox is great in it. Yes. Yeah, solid little horror film. Yeah. Cool. Any other goods from you? No, I'm, I'm out of goods. Okay, should we do some bads? Yes, let's do some bads. <laughs> Go on then, kick us off. This is a movie, I believe, it's called Ghost House. 
and I put it on based on the fact that Taylor Scout Compton or Scout Taylor Compton, whatever her name from Scout Taylor Compton, yeah, was in it. Okay, dude, I couldn't even finish the movie. Sweet, it started out really good, and then it just it's like, oh, I just I, I forget it. I, I just couldn't. Okay, couldn't I haven't it. seen that one. Uh... Yeah, don't bother. It's just oh, I, I mean, I'm. 75% of the way through it, I can't even bring myself to finish it because I just don't care. Okay, it's uh, average ratings on IMDb. I know that doesn't mean a lot, but uh, no, I don't know that one. Okay, that bad, is it? Yes. Okay, well, I'm going to hit you with one. It, mine's a Christmas-themed one now. Oh, really? It's called Silent Night, Bloody Night, The Homecoming. Oh, Jesus. That Have just you... sounds bad. No! <laughs> I bought a three-film box set from 101 Films, which has got in it Red Christmas, which I mentioned earlier, and one called All Through the House, which was all right. I quite enjoyed. And then it's got this. Uh, this was a half-star on Letterbox for me. This was absolute shite in every sense of the word. Yeah, as soon as you put it on, it's that digital camera style, like someone's got their iPhone out and given the lens a wipe. And that's about as much setup as they've done. And it's a slasher film with shit effects, bad acting, and it's just fucking horrible. Uh, yeah. I've given it a two-word review on Letterbox. Utter shite. God. And somebody liked it, so there you go. <laughs> Someone's put a like on it. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it absolutely avoid. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, uh, my bad one is, jeez, uh, fuck. It's just... It's a movie called American Exorcism. Now, <laughs> as opposed to an English one. If you ever see this movie, I would just simply pass on by. Let me type it in and have a look. I need to see this. On IMDb, it's got a rating of like 2.9. That's bad even for them. That Their mothers must have given them a 10 to get that rating that high. Oh my god, it's so fucking horrible. Oh my god, it's... <laughs> It is the... Oh, gee. Yeah, I've just called it up on IMDb. Yeah, that looks pretty fucking bad. Yes. You have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) When a a plot synopsis starts with after narrowly surviving a harrowing possession. (laughs) (laughs) Phew, that was close. I nearly got possessed then. (laughs) Fuck here now. I know, right. So go on. Give us another band. (laughs) Yeah, uh oh where's it gone oh fuck where's it gone hang on i was too busy looking up your one there uh i've mentioned anna didn't i that was my turkey i watched a film called house on elm lake okay okay i bought this in hmv because i was buying a dvd for my missus for christmas that she wanted it was one of those two for ten pounds offers so i picked up the one she wanted i'll have a look around for something i said there's anything i want and this was in the offer and i'd i'd seen it mentioned on twitter a couple of times so i bought it uh, fuck me, this was bad. Uh, it's basically, it wants to be the Amityville horror. Ah. It, it's a British take on the Amityville horror without, oh. the, without the story and without the actors. Um, it's got a child actor in it who is absolutely fucking horrible. You know, it makes Bob in House by the Cemetery look like a fuck, look like Tom Hanks. It's really, oh man, she's fucking awful. Um, the only saving grace is the lead actress is an actress called Becca Hirani. She was really good, and she was quite stunning to look at, I will say. She was really good, and I've, I've seen her in something else as well, and I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, absolutely 
awful film. I, I'm telling you, no amount of any kind of female nudity can save some of this kid. It wasn't even the fact she got naked in it. I mean, she, I think I think there's one titty shot, if I'm honest. <laughs> Not that I'm keeping count. <laughs> but there was one. I definitely wrote down one, yes. And it's near the end of the film anyway. But um, <laughs> we're going to come across like some cheap porno film review site eventually, you know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Marking down the times of when you see a nipple shot in a film and whether it's worth it or not. <laughs> we are so, we are just so juvenile. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's be honest. If if you've got to flesh out your film with things like that, then your film's bad to begin with. And this film is fucking bad. Yeah, it 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 wants to be Amityville horror. It's not even Amityville four. <laughs> is it better than Amityville two? Get off my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you were listening, just checking. I'm just seeing if you're listening. Fuck. Oh. How many times on Twitter do I send you links to people reviewing Amityville 2 saying what a masterpiece it is? <laughs> and you still don't get it. <laughs> why, why can't you see it? <laughs> oh, yes. You'd All rather right. watch fucking found footage than. Oh, I don't get it. Yeah, now just know, in my honorable mentions, and in my top six, one, two, three found footage movies. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right. Have you got another bad? Because I've just thought of, I've just thought what my other bad was, and it was a no. found footage. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, go ahead. I'm just, I can't remember the title of it. I'm trying to call it up on Letterboxd. Uh, let me see, let me see. Oh, fuck me, where's this film gone? It was a found footage slasher film. Uh, and I called it up, and I thought, Myron must have seen this one, and now I've fucking lost it again. <laughs> ah, there we are. Yeah, one more bad. This is a film called You Are Not Alone. Hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on a second. I gotta look it up. Which version? 2016, directed by Derek Munger. You Are Not Alone, or We Are Not Alone? You Are Not Alone. It's not coming up on an IMDb for me. Hang on. It may be a different title in the US. Derek Munger was the director? Yeah. Yeah, it's on IMDb. 2014, You Are Not Alone. Okay. All right, all right. Hang on a second. I've not seen it. No, okay. Don't bother. Okay. It's uh, somebody has basically seen the first five minutes of John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh-huh. With, with the you know, the killer's perspective, uh, you know, point of view, and made that into a film, an hour and a half film. Oh Jesus! And it's about uh, some kids who come back to their hometown for Fourth uh, of July celebrations. Um, it's fucking boring. It's the first hour, nothing happens. You are just following these fucking horrible kids around while they set up for this party, uh, and then Do you they get... stalk somebody at a college. No, it's in. Um, it's actually in the ha- in their homes. Okay. Imagine Halloween, but filmed from the perspective of Michael Myers. Oh, Jesus, who cares? But, yeah, but done by somebody who's probably only heard about Halloween and never seen it. (laughs) And it's it's boring. When the actual chase starts to happen and the killer is after the victim, you sort of think, okay, maybe it'll lead somewhere now. It doesn't. It's I bought it for a pound, and I feel I've been shortchanged. And that went straight to Music Magpie, and I got my money back. So, yeah, it's fucking Sweet. awful. <laughs> it's fucking awful. It's boring. 
and it's stupid and I didn't like it and it's found footage and I don't like it and it's better than Amityville 2. <laughs> no, it's not better than Amityville 2. Sorry. I got you now, buddy. I got your number. <laughs> nah, it's shit. It's shit. It's really shit. So, yeah. Although, I expect you'll go and check it out now, won't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go back. I'll, what I'll do is I'll go back and uh, put in a movie called Christie, and I'll watch that stalking. Okay. Um, all right, let's do an ugly. Let's do some ugly. Yeah. I've got a couple of uglies uh, uh, to talk okay. about. Now, now, just to um, first one found footage called <laughs> called the coffin. Okay. Okay. Good concept. Oh my god, the execution was terrible. Okay. I mean, I like the concept. What's the concept? Um. A man is slowly realized he's being possessed, and then he discovers there's more to his possession than meets the eye. Okay, good premise. Make you know it's got the the making and the sounding for a good found footage movie. Mm. It just falls. Just you know, it's almost like they just couldn't get it across the finish. <laughs> just couldn't get it across the finish line. Fair enough. It just was a good uh, idea. Yes. And, and it's not that the movie was bad. It just, it was just, it just, oh, God, guys, really? You, you, oh, no, you're going there. Don't do it. You know, it's one of those movies. You wanted it really, to be more. Yes, you're rooting for it the whole way, and then they just, ugh. Okay. All right. It's almost like that Udo Kair lookalike. Udo Kair! <laughs> <laughs> and it, <laughs> go ahead. Give me an ugly. Ugly. I've put in The Mummy. Oh. The newish one, the Tom Cruise one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I was given this as a Christmas present. Uh, okay. as you know, I love Universal and the monsters and all, anything connected sure. with them. So, sure. my missus bought me this for Christmas. I actually quite enjoyed the film. I know a lot of people are down on it and people are saying it's really bad and shit. I didn't think it was as terrible as people made out. Okay. But I've put it in ugly because I've watched it again since then. And whilst I still enjoy certain elements of it, I have come to the realisation that it would be vastly improved if Tom Cruise wasn't in it. <laughs> because it just seems to be the Tom Cruise show. Yes. I think there's a good idea with having the female mummy in it. Yes. Um, I, I can't remember the actress's name, I'm sorry, but I think she was very good. And she brings her brother over, Riz Rex, her brother as well, and then they wreak havoc. Is that is that the movie? Not quite, no. No, no, no. Okay. No, that's wrong. I think there was scope in here to do a lot more than what they did. I don't think it's as good as the Brendan Fraser one. Okay. I think that's still the best one. I enjoyed it, but then looking back on it, some of the CGI is ropey. Tom Cruise is in it far too much. He's in every fucking scene. And let's be honest, if I looked as good as Tom Cruise at 54, I'd be quite happy. But he is 54. And we're getting to the point where having a leading lady who's half his age is starting to look a little creepy. Yeah. And it's Roger Moore in view to a kill territory. Yes. And who's at least eight inches taller than him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you, you can work that out with CGI, which I think <laughs> they did. Yes. You know what? I gave you the plot to the Justice, not not the Justice League, the Kill uh, Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. For fuck's sake, get your shit together. <laughs> oh, but yeah the mummy again I don't think it's the total train wreck I still found it quite fun to watch in places and I liked it but it's not when you actually break it down into its components it's quite an ugly film really it's 
cobbled together by committee, I think. I gotcha. Yeah. Oh, so my last ugly. The reason why it's ugly is it's not a good movie, in my opinion. It's a bad movie, and it just... Okay, so you remember um, I was berated for dissing a movie called, was it Dead End Drive-In? Yes. Okay. You remember how you were just appalled that... I can't, I don't, can't see how somebody could not like it. Okay, right. And Dead End Drive-In, to me, was in Amityville 2 territory. Matter of fact, Amityville 2 is better than Dead End Drive-In. Well, I'll go along with that, but yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Okay. All right. So this movie is kind of like Dead End Drive-In to me. So it's brilliant, then. Yeah, shut up. A lot of people think it was really good, and it's a movie called Bad Batch. Bad Batch. Bad Batch. Okay, I don't know that, so I'm going to type it in. The Bad Batch. Couldn't tell you what it's about. Could care less what it's about. It stars uh, the dude, the buffed, the buffed, good-looking, sexy dude that plays Aquaman. Oh, you mean Chris Ward? That was good. That <laughs> hey, was- hey. That was well-timed. It was laid down perfectly. The delivery was awesome. You get a 10. Thanks. Uh, I'm, not in, I'm not in Aquaman. What do you want about? You mean Jason Momoa? Yes. Yes. And I could really care less about the movie. Terrible movie. Didn't, didn't just... It was just... Now, see, I've, I've just looked at the IMDb um, synopsis there, and the first line is, a love story set in a community of cannibals in a future right. dystopia. Now, that, that's got me intrigued. No, don't be that interesting. It's got 5.3. <laughs> it's, I just... I, oh, you know, I, it's got some, Keanu Reeves and Jim Carrey in it. No, forget it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does have Keanu Reeves in it. I forgot he had Keanu Reeves. And Jim Carrey. I'm trying to remember what character Jim Carrey played. He's credited as the Hermit. Oh, I don't even care. <laughs> just, you know, just it's a bad movie. It's It's an ugly script. It's... I think what it tries to be to me is some art house type of thing, and it's just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I get that. Uh, it's, people say it's a love story, yeah. I just wish you would all cut each other's legs off and eat each other's legs so you can't do any more movies. Just it, end the movie now. It hasn't got a UK DVD release. Okay, well, you're, that's probably a good thing. You can get an American import for £13 plus £5 postage, so £18 that's going to cost you. Ain't going to cost me a dime, buddy. <laughs> Actually, the director's name rings a bell. Hang on. Not the director, the producer's name rings a bell with me. No, not who I thought it was. No, okay. Okay, well, I'm intrigued by the plot. By the description there, so if it, if I come across it, I shall give it a watch, but I don't think I'll seek it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. One more I wanted to mention quickly. I didn't know whether to put this in bad or put it in ugly, but I'm going to put it in ugly. It is Leatherface. Oh. Now. Really? Really, they've done the impossible. They've, oh, yes. made, they've made a Texas Chainsaw film that I didn't really care for. I, 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 I'm, I'm aghast. Have you seen I, it yet? No. I, I don't know what to say. I, I'm. It's so tenuous how they're trying to connect all these films to Toby Hooper's film. Now, I, I, as you know, I've been the apologist for Texas Chainsaw Next Generation. I know it's shit, but I still enjoy it. If it's on telly and I'm flicking through the channels, oh, I'll sit and watch that and I'll laugh at it, but it's still fun. Even the Texas Chainsaw 3D, even though it was pushing things a bit, it's still fun. It was a fun slasher. This is just fucking awful. Uh, oh, God. 
it doesn't know. I don't think anybody involved has seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think they may have seen the Platinum Dunes remake because it, it's got more in common with that. But even so, it's just bad. I I have to know. Is it better than the Matthew McConaughey Renee Zellweger one? Define better. Objectively, I suppose you could say it is. Subjectively, oh, no. Yes. I didn't. In, I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> Like I said, I'll sit and watch, I'll sit and watch oh. Next Generation because it's stupid and I'll laugh at it, but I'll certainly have, but I'll have fun with it. This one, it's not fun. Stephen Dorff's in it. I don't think he's giving his all because I quite like him in certain things, but I think this is just a paycheck for him. It's just stupid. The blood looks fake. It looks pink. There's a scene in it where someone's getting a chainsaw to the stomach and there's no reaction from them whatsoever. They're just sitting there. You think you'd at least fucking vibrate a little bit, wouldn't you? I, I cannot believe that they have made a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that Chris Ward has been contemplated putting in bad. It's just, wow. yeah, it's, wow. it's so tenuous. It's got no redeeming features really whatsoever. It's not fun. it's not a fun film to watch. The effects are bad. It's directed by the two guys who made um, Inside, the French film. Which okay, you know the pregnant woman one. Yes, yes, yeah. that was a creepy ass freaking goddamn movie. Exactly. So you'd think a, a Leatherface film made by them would be good, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah. You would no. think there'd be something there. Oh. The fact now that I've heard the producers are going to have a rethink and reboot the series again. You know. Oh God. Let's just don't bother. Don't bother. Just. <sighs> you've got the original. You've got the remake, which I still think is a valid entry into the whole thing. Leave it now. Leave it. Just I don't care it. where Leatherface come from. The fact that he's just there is what makes him so fucking creepy. I don't care. I don't care for it yes. anymore. Yes. Oh, honestly, yeah. So yeah, I I didn't know whether to put it in bad or ugly, but because it, it's both, it's bad and it's ugly. So there you go. Ah. Oh, Kind of like Bad Match for me. Yeah, yeah. I have got a full written review on Flickering Myth, so if you want to go on there and have a look what I said all the way through, then you please do. Right then, that's it. That's it. That's it. We almost got one in the bag. It's almost done and dusted. Almost done and dusted. I think I just wanted to cap off by saying, is there anything you were looking forward to this year that we haven't mentioned? Uh, no, I'm not sure yet. Well, I'm going to say there's one I'm looking forward well, to. Well, I mean, other, other than the Halloween that we talked about. Yes. Well, I'm looking forward to The Nun. You know, that could be. I think, because have you seen Annabelle Creation yet? No. 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 I liked Annabelle Creation. And I think if they can do with The Nun what they did with that and move away from the sort of the conjuring two way of doing things where it was just stretched out to the point of oh, monotonous. Oh, oh shit this is the horror movie i thought it was big nuns with big guns part two <laughs> I, no but if they make that then i'm all up for that i bet there's bum sex in that <laughs> no the nun is the latest of the uh, the conjuring films right 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 yeah i tried to joke it worked Anyways, um, yes, I did not know that was coming out, and fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I would say go go and watch Annabelle Creation. I really enjoyed it. I was expecting to hate it because I I didn't like Conjuring Two, and I'm lukewarm on the first Annabelle film. So yeah, yeah. 
Animal Creation was good, and I think The Nun, if it's done correctly, I think the director they've got involved, uh, I can't remember what he's done before, but it was somebody who's, who's, uh, credible. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Didn't, uh, The Nun appear in the first Annabelle movie too, but very briefly? Um, no, it, she's at the end of Annabelle Creation. There's a post-credit scene. Huh, okay. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I think that's the one that springs to mind that I'm looking forward to. Obviously, I'm hoping Housewife gets a DVD Blu-ray release. Oh, I want to see that now. <laughs> you bet you do. <laughs> the one that I haven't seen, and you haven't mentioned it, so I'm assuming you haven't, that I'm, it's been getting shit on, but I'm curious, is Jigsaw. I'm watching it tonight. Okay. I have, I have the review disc. It's out here next month, the middle of February. Okay. Um, so I'm going to watch it tonight. So, uh, yeah, I've just sat and rewatched all the Saw films because I love the Saw films. So, uh, what? yeah. What? Get what? the fuck out. Well, I love the Saw films. Seriously? Yeah? I love the Saw films. There you go. My God. Maybe we'll tackle that as a franchise one day. Who knows? I did not. I would never in a million years guess to hear the words, I love the Saw films, kind of out of your mouth. Why? It's people getting limbs hacked off. Of course I love it. Ah. <sighs> Yes! Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I'm watching Jigsaw tonight. I have a Blu-ray disc in my house as we speak. I don't want to hear, I'm not going to watch your Twitter feed tonight. Then I don't want to hear anything about it. I want to go in, <laughs> I want to go in blind. I've, I've resisted any types of reviews about it. I've seen a few tweets that people really were very disappointed, but I, I've only listened to one review of it, which was, uh, Now Playing Podcast did a review of it. Okay. That's the only one I've listened to. But. Okay. And I sort of knew what direction they'd go in anyway. So. Okay. All right. Sweet. So that's cool. Um, with regards to the podcast, uh, this year, I would like to delve back into Hammer at some point. Really? Yes. Because I would like to do the Frankenstein films. Okay. All right. You don't game for anything, except a Serbian film. I'm going to dig my heels in on that. Uh, Hammer didn't make that, so you'll be all right. I know. I'll be all right. They'd probably be quite dull if Hammer made it. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I think because I was looking back, I was listening back to some of our earlier shows the other week, and um, I really enjoyed the uh, Dracula ones we did. Me too. Especially as I, I didn't realise you hadn't seen them, you see, so as soon as that revelation came out, I fucking loved it. I thought they were great shows. I have not seen any Hammer Frankenstein films either. Okay, well, what I'll do is I'll send you the titles over so you can seek, maybe you have to seek them out online or whatever, just so you can see them, and I think we'll get to that later in the year. Okay, good. Cool. And also, I think we're going to have to do Chucky because I've got a get, I've got a guest lined up for that. He knows who he is. He's listening. Okay. I'll tell you more off air. Oh. <laughs> we have a guest speaker chomping at the bit to do talk some Chucky with us. So. Okay. Fair play. We'll get to that later in the year as well. So yeah, it's going to be a good year, I think. I think it is too. I think it is too. If we can actually get round to recording another show. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Next time, we will continue our look at the Friday the 13th series with parts 5 to 8. Well, it's been about three three months since I watched them, so I may have to watch them again. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, hopefully normal service will be resumed. Exactly. Let's get back on it. Let's get back on it. Brilliant. Fantastic. I've really enjoyed this. Me too. Cool. I think we better say goodbye. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> You look mad, Chippy. Why do you treat me like this, Liza? Like what? Like, making fun of me all the time and belittling me. Because sometimes I have to, honey.
Okay, being with you is like having a small child instead of a boyfriend. Now, what I need you to do is go out there, bring the girl in here, that's it. Think you can manage? Ain't it? Dwayne's really into his new hobby. This is what Dwayne does with the girls you sell him. Well, I've only sold him one, and that's her, so yeah, I guess so. And you're okay with that? What Dwayne does is his own business. Okay, that girl has to go either way, and I could kill her myself or, you know, make a few extra bucks. I figured <laughs> make a few extra bucks. <sighs> there you go. Loosen it up a little bit. I'm starting to think you'd turn into a total wuss. Are we done here?